0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Flea Flipper. I am your host, John Murray, I want to welcome you back. And again, as I usually start off for most of my uh, podcast, I want to say uh, for any of those viewers that have been with me from day one, I want to say thank you and welcome back. For the possible new viewers that are listening to this podcast, I want to say welcome. I hope you enjoy yourself. I hope you enjoy your stay, and I certainly hope you continue to come back. Uh, There's a lot, a lot of stuff going on in the NFL. Uh, We've got the playoffs coming uh, tomorrow. The Final Four, the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Cincinnati Bengals for the AFC Championship title. And then you've got uh, a team that's been playing for the third time this year, the San Francisco 49ers, against the Los Angeles Rams. There's a lot Final Four. A lot of people have got their predictions already put, put in place. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people are kind of gone back and forth between the 49ers and the Rams. And again, I think the Chiefs in some in most instances are favored over the Bengals. I know they were a seven point favorite, but actually some people believe that the Bengals have what it takes to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs have been there and this will be the third straight AFC Championship game they've been in. Uh, they have the experience. And that, to me, experience sometimes does outweigh a youthful Cincinnati Bengals team. Now, I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to give any speculation of who I think will win the game, who, is, who I believe would win. Now, being a Cincinnati Bengals fan that I am, I certainly would love to see the Bengals win. But I'll be honest with you, my heart wants the Bengals to win, but my head tells me the Chiefs are going to be the team that wins this game. But again, like I said, I don't want to give out speculations. I don't want to really make any predictions right this second. If I get a chance in this episode, then I will do, that I will make my prediction. But there's a lot of things to talk about as far as the NFL goes. a lot of, uh, a couple of uh, coaching hirings, a couple of GM hirings, uh, a gentleman that stepped down, uh, rumors about coaches that might be getting jobs, a lot, of, a lot of speculation so without any further ado let's jump right into it the first thing I want to talk about would be what head coach had just resigned him recently and that is Sean Payton Sean Payton is now leaving the New Orleans Saints and there's speculation that he could take a job maybe in the booth for a year that, that's a speculation that's been out there a possible rumor or he could just not do anything for an entire year. And of course as we all know the, the rumors are starting to buzz that now he could very well be the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys after he takes a year off whatever the case may be. Now, what I'll say, what I'll say about this, Sean Payton, there's no denying Sean Payton doesn't have a with the New Orleans Saints. You have to remember when Sean came in it was awful down in New Orleans. Not because of the football team. And that certainly was part of it. But then again, you have to remember this the state of Louisiana, Hurricane Katrina. I mean, people were losing their homes, their businesses. And also, they are losing loved ones, friends. A lot of things were going on in Louisiana. I mean, in the, the Louisiana Superdome. And of course, I believe if I can't remember, if it was a 30, 30, 30, 30 for 30 special. It might not have been that. It might have been, I think I'll take it back. I think it was something on the NFL Network that touched up on the Hurricane Katrina incident, and talk about the dome, and talk about even the dome was flooding, and talk about some of the. Conditions that had to be lived in, and even some of the uh, some awful stuff that happened there. That awful stuff. I mean, there was even talks of what uh, I believe in the it said. I believe they were talking about rape as a possibility. It's that that had happened. It was an awful situation. It was an awful time for you know for the city of like I said Louisiana. Certainly the city of New Orleans, and all those people had to go through that. And to be honest with you. I don't think they've died to be honest with you. to this day I don't believe they've ever really recovered from Katrina and who can that's a horrible thing to go through but Sean Payton came in and granted he might not have run one right away but then he brought in Drew Brees and then him and Drew Brees took the city of New Orleans and took them all the way to the Super Bowl and won them a Super Bowl. You know, they said they said sometimes in this world, that, um, sports can bring people together. It can make you forget. Maybe, it, maybe in some way, in that moment, but then when the Super Bowl, maybe for maybe a few seconds, maybe it made you forget about all the horrible stuff that happened in Katrina. Sometimes sports can do that, can do that. Doesn't matter the city, state, country for that matter. Doesn't really matter. It is I mean for that few seconds, maybe it did. But there's no denying what Sean Payton did for the New Orleans Saints. Him and Drew Brees, they did an outstanding job new orleans you know new orleans if you are if you are i know i don't know some of my viewers that do listen to this podcast are viewers around my age and they do remember how bad new orleans was i mean you had you had a, a good quarterback in archie manning who played with some terrible terrible new orleans teams and there were some solid players in new orleans teams. i don't i don't know if. People remember a running back by the name of Chuck Muncie. Chuck Muncie was a pretty decent running back. was a good running back for the New Orleans Saints. He was a good ball player. I think years later, he went on to play for the, for the San Diego Chargers at the time. And of course, people know that him as the Los Angeles Chargers now, but there was San Diego. There was another guy, if I, if I pronounce his name right, Tony Gilbreth. He was a solid running back. I think he was a running back that was kind of that prototypical third down back. He was that prototypical Tony Pollard or that type of guy that was pretty. That was a really good player. I mean, there were a lot of great players that a lot of people don't know that played for New Orleans. There was some quality receivers, a guy named Eric Martin, for those who don't, who don't remember. There's a lot of great players, I mean, in the New Orleans Saints history that you don't really hear about. They were good players playing played a lot of bad, normally insane teams. And if you watch any maybe 30 for 30 specials NFL Network or anything, or if you've looked at YouTubes or anything else, they were the original team. They were the original when They had the bags over their heads because they were called the Aints. Well, when Sean Payton came to town, they weren't the Aints no more. They were somebody they were forced to be reckoned with. And Sean did an outstanding job. At one point this year, at one point this year, I thought Sean at one point was doing the, the excellent, was maybe doing his best coaching job of his career because Drew Brees had retired. Jameis Winston was in there, and Jameis Winston played well until, unfortunately, he got hurt. I mean, Sean Payne did a pretty decent job. He made Trevor S- Simeon look like a pretty decent quarterback at, at, at some points. But then again, injuries kept would catch up, catch up to him. The bad quarterback play would catch up to him as well. I mean, he had James Winston, he had Trevor Simeon, he had Taysom Hill. I am broccoli for what one in one game. He had four different quarterbacks. And I'm sure that that frustrated Sean Sean Payton because he had all those years, what was it, 14, 15 years he had Drew Brees that he could rely on on a regular basis. But what happened? Drew Brees wanted to retire. Drew Brees retired. Drew had nothing else to prove. And the challenge was, could he make Jameis Winston a worthwhile quarterback in this NFL once again. And to be honest with you, he did. He did. Now Jameis was a pretty Jameis was a quarterback in Tampa Bay that had highs and he had his lows. Here's a guy who threw for 30 touchdown passes, but he also threw for 30 interceptions. What he got when he got with Sean Payton, and he learned from not only Sean Payton, but Drew Brees, he got better. He cut down those mistakes. Now, Jameis Winston is a free agent this year. Now, there's a lot of speculation. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure this year was a trying year for Sean Payton, not only because of the quarterback situation, not only because of injuries. Uh, Sean Payton, I believe, had COVID not once but twice. Sean Payton de- definitely had some ups from the Super Bowl, and again, he was he had some downs where he was suspended for a full year because of being part of the I guess there were, there was the rumor the biggest rumor the big thing that was going around several years ago that he was part of a the, head he was I believe it was he was trying to get was it Brett Far he was trying to get yeah that the Brett Favre play that they were trying to take Brett Favre out and he was part of that so he was suspended for a year. Now, Sean, I believe Sean Payne denied, denied it, didn't know anything was going on, but he's the head coach. And if you're the head coach of any NFL team, then you're going to, yeah, then you're bound to know a little something about something, right? Or at least I to think so. But in the event, Sean Payton made New Orleans Saints a team to be reckoned with for many, many years. Now... You can, make, you can make a lot out of it. I'm sure Sean was burned down. He was burned down this year. I'm not sure he was. And I have a lot of respect for Sean Payne, the job he did with with the City of New Orleans and the Saints organization. But it's a part of me in the back of my mind, and I'm sure there's a lot of experts, a lot of analysts, I'm sure other podcasters, so forth and so forth. Are saying this. the problem is the New Orleans Saints are in some way, shape, or form, they're about to go to a rebuilding. I'm going to a rebuilding. Now, I'm sure some people might like, not. I know this, I know the fans in New Orleans don't want to hear it. I know the front office is going to say, well, We're not doing rebuilding. Well, the bad thing is, your coach is gone, Drew Brees is not coming back. I don't believe James Winston is back in the There's your problem. And then you got to start. You got to start looking at contracts. Are you gonna cut some people? Are you gonna trade some people? Because I believe there are. I can't. I can't remember the amount. They're way over the cap space. And there's players. There's a couple of offensive linemen that are solid offensive linemen. That are gonna come. That've got a lot of money. I believe Armstead is. Either could be a free agent, he's worth a lot of money, could be worth a lot of money, and they might have let Armstead go. I mean, there's even talk, I've been hearing one report talk of they might have to main trade Alvin Kamara because they gave Kamara a contract a couple of years ago, and rightfully so, Alvin Kamara deserved that contract. But then, of course, there's talk about, well, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas hasn't played in practically about two years, he may might go. They're talking about maybe trading Cameron Jordan, who has been a stellar defensive end for the Saints for what 10, 11 years. They talk about Malcolm Jenkins, who's a solid ball player. They talk about maybe trading him. Uh, I think uh, Lutz, the kicker, who was hurt this year, he's got he's worth a lot of money. He's a very solid kicker when he's healthy, and can certainly help a playoff containing team next year. There's a lot of things going on. With the Saints in this rebuilding mode, there's there's the biggest name that's Dennis Allen, the defensive coordinator. There's talk about that he may be the next coach of the team. There's a report coming out now that Byron Leftwich, offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, could wind up coaching the New Orleans Saints. There's so much speculation going on now with the Saints, and the Saints fans. I hate to say it, but maybe Sean Payton knew that, hey, I better get out while I can because this team is going for rebuilding mode. I don't have the catch it. Maybe Sean, maybe Sean knew what he was doing. Maybe Sean figured, hey, I got to get out of here because this is going to to be up the wall. This is something that I don't know if I can turn it around. I don't know if I can turn the New Orleans Saints around. I don't know if Sean Payton really wanted to sit there and go through that. It's a hard thing for anybody. But I believe being down the side, I think Sean knew what was coming and he did the best job that he could this year, but I think Sean Payton saw the lighting on the wall, you really didn't have to possibly go for rebuilding moves because you're ultimately going to be over the back that you're going to over, over you have to give up a lot of you, you buy the cuts that you put, for it. So there are good ballers that you would going to have to cut, trade. I think Sean knew that. Sean said, I'm getting out of here. I'm taking a year off. Now, the Saints use the new holder's contract. And if somebody wants Sean to coach your team, well, it's sure. probably cost draft picks, money for we'll something to give him and the first priority would be guess what? the Dallas Cowboys. Now for the sake of our let's say that Batha years older, let's say who knows what Dallas is going to be next season. Let's say there's for someone who will be performance. Let's let's say Dallas wins, wins, wins the division, which stands to be a decent team to doing that. Okay? Let's say they come up short at I don't know if I'm going to come up with mean, Let's go pay and actually that match you Then what do you think is going to happen? The Sean Payton going will go come up. Sean's name will come up. Jerry Johns nice. will tell Mike, I mean, you, you to get out of here, Sean. I don't care what it takes, what draft is going to take, what House of Winters take, Sean. I need you to come in. I need you to get my Cowboys back to the Super Bowl. Now, I always think about it, but I just can't really see Sean Payton get along with Jared Jones. Because Sean, Sean comes from that Bill Parcells school. And Parcells and Jared didn't really get along that well. Because Bill wanted control, total control. And Jared wasn't gonna do that. Jared's the owner, Jared's the general manager. And there's something if you'll always believe. That Jerry was actually the head coach to some degree. If you bring Sean Payton in, Sean Payton's going to be a coach. If Jerry gets on the sidelines, Sean will probably cuss him out, beat him up, and <laughs> trying to get back to the booth. Get back to his uh, skybox. The thing is, let's be honest. that's who Sean Payton is. And like I said, he comes up the now, in some ways, I'm sure in the perfect world, the Cowboy fans would love that. Sean Payton, come back to the Cowboys. But in some way, I cannot see Sean. Sean, has got it. He's going to want power. He's going to tell Jerry, Jerry, you need to stay off the field. Jerry, let me call the shot. Let me pick up. Let me, let me control the draft. Let me go out. You get the players not And I can't see Jerry doing that. Do I see Sean come back to coaching? Yeah, I do see Sean come back to coaching. I just don't think it's going to be the of town I'm a Cowboys fan, I would love to for that. But I cannot see Sean painting, going along to the live of Jerry Jones. I don't see it. There's a lot of opportunities out there for Sean coaching. I wouldn't be surprised He it wouldn't shock me at all if Sean Payton goes to AFC and coaches some AFC team. The funny thing, is, you know, I could have seen Sean Payton with the Broncos. I could have seen that. I and mean, imagine all Sean Payton needed was just like a quarterback. And Sean does have a way of working his magic with some quarterbacks. But then, whether people agree with my opinion or not, everybody got one, right? Free speech. But I really believe he'd be on the side. Sean knew what was coming. He knew that this was going to happen. But I'll be honest with you, I do wish Sean Payton is back in the world. If he takes a year off, maybe goes to the booth. But Sean's going to come back. I just don't think Dallas Cowboy thinks it's going to be the team. I think it's gonna be somewhere else. And there's gonna be other cup, you know, coaching that's gonna pop up. Who knows what that's gonna be? Could he go back? Could he go back in the because Because no to do that do it. Have, it, have his rights to a commentary. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know if I see it though. You start thinking all the in the see, where is he gonna see? I know. What did you want If you hung around for next year, could you see Sean Payton with the Miami Dolphins? Just saying. Dressing fit. There's, so many, there's just so many variables to play. Could I see Sean? I don't know. Could I see Sean Payton in another year with the Raiders? With the Raiders. You know what? that all almost you make more sense and you really believe. Think about it. You have the quarterback in place. He's got a good running back in place. Probably need to work on the receiving core a little bit other than one throw. You've got a uh, better tight in the way. Offensive is not bad, but it's not going saints type of offensive line. The defense it would need a little bit of working. You need to tweak it here, you need to tweak it. But I could have that would be interesting. But nevertheless, I think give Sean Payton the best in the world. And whatever he does, whether he goes to the booth or does something else, I'm sure he'll be as good at it as he was as a head coach for the New Orleans Saints. While we're talking about the AFC West, let's talk about the Denver Broncos and their new head coach. Mr. Hackett. Now he comes from the Green Bay Packers, the offensive coordinator. As he helped guide or helped out Aaron Rodgers, he helped out Matt LaFleur in that offense along with Aaron Rodgers to make it one of the most prolific offenses in the NFC or in all of the NFL. Now, he had been around now. Hackett's been around for a while. He's been he's been he's had he's had a few various stops. Been been you know been in college. And I'm sure his work with the Green Bay Packers the last you know few years. And I'm sure Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers interviews has hyped, has hyped him up. But the question is, and of course there's been controversy again on this hiring. And some people say, well, if he comes in, does that mean Aaron Rodgers is coming along for the ride? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's, it's an interesting fit. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has a lot of confidence. has a lot of confidence in the new coach. Would he go on to Green Bay? Well, I should say, would he go on to Denver. I don't know, and don't get me wrong. Denver's got a decent offensive line. I think Green Bay's is better when it's healthy. I still tell I will still take Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon over a Javonte Williams because Melvin Gordon, I believe, is a free agent. He's going to be gone. Now, overall, I will say I will go with Denver's receiving core overall. Now, I think Devonte Adams is better than any of the top three receivers, but overall. I can see Cortland Sutton. I can see a Jerry Judy. I can see a Tim Patrick. I can see a Noah Fant. KJ KJ on the back this year. I can see all those variables with Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball. I mean, he would have more weapons to work with. And defensively, he has a pretty decent defense. that Green Bay's defense this past year wasn't that bad, really, for the first time for the first time in quite a while. But that's not the big story here. The rumors are, of course, there was I know there's a report that I have not seen. Now, i got to be honest with you, I've not seen or heard about the Stephen A. Smith thing where he went off and said Eric Benumi should have, had, should have had a chance to be the coach of the Denver Broncos. I know Eric has been in the boat for the last few years. The Kansas City Chiefs have been in the Super Bowl. Have been in two Super Bowls, has a chance tomorrow if they get past Cincinnati to go to a third Super Bowl. Now, I don't know if I want to sit here and I want to speculate that and I'm sure Eric and I'm sure Eric and I believe Eric has, I believe Eric did say last year at some point that his focus was pretty much all on Kansas City and try to get him, you know, try to get him as far as they could go to get him to win a championship. And I have nothing wrong with that statement. If anything, I, I I agree with Eric. Yeah, I know there's a bunch of head coaching positions positions out there. I got it. And Eric should be interviewed for some of these jobs, but I don't fault Eric for the one simple fact: is his focus is on one thing, and that's to get Kansas City into the Super Bowl and to win the Super Bowl. You now. Now, if I'm NFL teams, I want to talk to Eric Baby. I'm Eric. I said, guys, I appreciate you want to talk to me, but can you wait till after, after, maybe the AFC Championship game? If if we lose, or wait till after the Super Bowl, then come talk to me. I'll be more than happy to talk about anything you want me to talk about. As far as your franchise, I will do, an interview, two interviews, three interviews, whatever it takes. Now I know, the, I know the African-American argument is going to be made by a lot of experts. For me personally, just in this situation, just in the situation, I can't really just sit here and say it's this situation, that situation. I cannot say that. But I think in this situation with Eric, I think it's to the point where Eric is focusing on one simple thing. And that's to make Kansas City, to help Kansas City become champions. That was the same situation last year. Now, does Eric deserve a chance to interview for a job? Absolutely, he does. Because there's no doubt what he has done helping Andy Reid, getting Patrick Mahomes been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL for the last few years. There's nothing new. There's no doubt what he has done with that with that off with that offense. There's no denying that, and I'm sure Kansas would hate to lose him. But for Hackett hack Hackett, I mean, you know, every NFL, every NFL general manager, every NFL ownership has a different way of how a different way of thinking about how they want to, you know, how they go about getting a head coach. Some people could have the best defense in the league for the last several years. And the coach wants to get it because, hey, I want defense in mind the coach to help my defense out. Hacker was running for one simple reason. There's nothing wrong with Denver's defense, but he's in there to help them get a solid quarterback and get better quarterback play. Well, whether Teddy Bridgewater – Bridgewater – I don't know if he's the answer. I like Teddy. But, he's the, I don't know if, but Teddy's not the answer. I don't believe Drew Locke's the answer. My thing is Hackett and the Denver Broncos are going to have to step outside the organization to get that quarterback. Maybe that quarterback is. I don't know. There's not that many free agents out there. I know Jimmy Garoppolo's out there who will more likely be trade bait. But do you do you think Jimmy do you think Hackett can work wonders with Jimmy G? Don't know. And then of course there is Aaron Rodgers thing that hangs over your head. Well, Aaron Rodgers, and that's the answer. Well who's saying Aaron Rodgers is going to Denver? Aaron Rodgers may surprise everybody and say, you know what? I'm standing in Green Bay. You know, with that that again, that possibility wouldn't wouldn't shock me at all. You think about Aaron Rodgers' guy. He's got a better running game. Now, the Devontae Adams situation is, we don't know that Devontae's a free agent. Name a team in the NFL would want Devontae Adams on their team. You know, there's speculation that he could go to the Raiders because he has a connection with Derek Carr. And trust me, the Raiders would be more than happy to have, have, have Adams. Think about it. Tams on one side. You got Hunter Renfro. Maybe they had another receiver here. And then you got Waller. Well, hey, wait a minute. And you still got Josh Jacobs. Wait a minute. The Raiders may, yeah, the Raiders may end up surprising a few people. Still have to work on the defense side of the ball, but that's a possibility. But if for some reason the Green Bay can figure out, configure cap space, and you bring Devontae Adams back, a healthy offensive line, a defense that played pretty well last year overall. Does Aaron Rodgers say, you know what, maybe i got a better chance. Now, in a personal opinion, do I think Hackett should have got the job? Yeah. yeah. To be honest with you, I'll be honest with the, with, with the world, probably not. I think there's some more people out there that could yeah, could have got the job. Now I don't know, you no. Know, to me, I think Hackett was a how can I say it? To me, Matt LaFleur was the guy that ran it. He was he was the offensive he was the offensive I don't want to use the word offensive genius, but it was Matt LaFleur that was the one that drove the offense, that drove the bus. It wasn't Hackett. Hackett might have been sitting right behind him, but it was Matt LaFleur. It was Aaron Rodgers that made the offensive go, really. Matt was the offensive guy. It really wasn't Hackett. That was running the offense. Now, Hackett helped out, yes. But we all know Matt LaFleur was the one that made the offense go, not Hackett. And maybe you know, and and maybe, you know, I guess it's kind of like, maybe in a way it's kind of like that Zach Taylor thing. Zach Taylor's with Sean McFay. Hey, if Sean, if he's with Sean McFay, he's picked up on some things he can coach. Well, I don't know. And I took Zach Taylor in his third season at least get him AFC Championship game. And I'll give Zach that. I badge Zach Taylor over and over again. But in the third season he has got him to a AFC Championship game. Now Hackett, I'll say this Hackett does walk into a pretty good situation in Denver. But whether he's the one that's gonna write the ship or not, I'm gonna say right now, no. Now he can prove me wrong. And if he does, more power to the man. But for right now, I don't see him being that guy to turn Denver around. I'll be proving me wrong. I'll be proving some experts wrong. I just don't see him doing it. I think, to be honest with you, I think he was long for, for the, the ride with Matt before. It was Matt before offense, not Hackett's. Now we'll talk about the Chicago Bears. They have got a new Joe Mancher, they've hired the Indianapolis defensive coordinator as the new head coach, as the new head coach. Now, ironic as it is, the new off the new general manager for the Chicago Bears is a work in the Kansas City Chiefs office, for office. Ironic as it gets, the man they fired was a former offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. So everyone in the Chicago Bears seem to like what the Kansas City Chiefs do do in their front office or their coaching staff or where the case might be. They must be really infatuated with it. Now, the new coach has definitely got his forte is defense. Now Chicago Bears defense is not really that bad. I believe it was it was it was ranked in the top ten, I believe, this past year. The defense is not that bad. But it's the offense that needed the work. Now here's a point. Here's a point. Time where a guy like Eric Bieniemy would have been perfect for this job, because it's the offense that needs to be worked. Now, now I get the Chicago Bears' offensive line is not really that good. It's horrible. Justin Fields is going to be the quarterback moving forward anyway. You need somebody. Yeah, you need an offensive-minded coach that's going to come in and can work his magic or do something to make to make Justin Fields that much better, to make him feel comfortable. The problem is you got a horrible offensive line. You've got you've got a good running back in David Montgomery. I like the guy to death, underrated player. You've got one quality receiver, Daryl Mooney. Now, I'm going to assume that Alan is gonna be given the boot, he'll be a free agent, he'll be somewhere else. The biggest issue is the offense has got to be worked on. The defense really isn't a problem. Now, sometimes I've known that sometimes defensive-minded coaches can be quality offensive coaches. I've heard that and it hasn't been done. But to me, this has been the part where Eric Veneman would have come in. Maybe Brian Driscoll from um, Buffalo would have been nice for this job. Which we'll talk about him if we get a chance in a few minutes as he becomes the new head coach of the New York Giants. But my thing is, again, I know a hiring that maybe I am unsure of. Now, I'm sure the Philadelphia Eagles fans were not really sure about their hiring this past season, but it got into the playoffs. Surely they got bounced, they got bounced right away. But they did. They dig in the playoffs, and you have to give you have to give the devil two for that. Now I don't know, and I really don't believe that they will. I don't believe. Now, unless Green Bay really, really falls apart that badly, and if Aaron Rodgers, now if Aaron Rodgers does not come back, it makes things interesting because I don't think a lot of people have a lot of confidence in Jordan Love. Now, you probably have the offensive line most of it return. Aaron Jones would be back, A.J. Dillon will be back, but the problem is there could be no Aaron Rodgers. There could be no Devontae Adams. Now, that could be a problem. You would have to rely off the running game. And even if you have two quality running backs, the biggest issue is the people are going to gear up on stopping Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon and going to believe that Jordan, then you know, everybody's going to let Jordan Love beat him, try to beat him. Now, if that happens, the NFC North gets to be interesting. I don't know if Detroit would jump in. That could leave a Chicago Bears or a Minnesota Vikings. But I believe the Minnesota Vikings might be a little bit more there, have a better chance of unseating the Green Bay Packers than the Chicago Bears do. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what the new staff, the new management, we'll see. What be, we'll see if it's interesting. We'll see what they can do. Against Noah hiring that I might, it's another hiring that I do kind of que- I do kind of question. And the Atlas Colts had a pretty good defense; they had a top ten defense, so did the Chicago Bears this past season, I believe. But again, the offense is what needs to be fixed in Chicago. Now, can Chicago Bear, can Chicago Bears fix that offense? Can they make Justin Fields out to be a very good quarterback in this league? time will tell we shall see now we'll jump off of that subject and let's talk about the New York Giants and their new head coach now it seems like New York Giants went to Buffalo to grab the new not only head coach but the new general manager as well Now, to me, this was, this might have been the best hiring to date, really. Because let's be honest with you, the offense was something that had to be fixed. Now, by all reports, Daniel Jones will be given another year to see if he can step up his game, that he can improve. Now, the coach did a heck of a job. Josh Allen struggled, but when he came in and helped Josh Allen out, Josh Allen took off. And if you need any proof of it, go take a look at the game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills this past yeah, this past week. My gosh. It's, it's, it's a hard thing to watch that Josh Allen had to lose that game. But for now, the rumor is that Ken Dorsey, former Miami Hurricane quarterback, he may be wanting to be the new offensive coordinator and Josh Allen would love that because Josh Allen has a great rapport with him as well. And I think that's probably what's going to happen there because he's familiar with Josh. But Daniel Jones to me is not Josh Allen. He's not. And I think and I think I does I just don't see and I could be wrong with this. I just don't see Daniel Jones to me doesn't have Josh Allen's arm. He might have his mobility, he has his mobility, I believe, but he doesn't have Josh Allen's arm. Now, the Buffalo Bills have a better offensive line than the New York Giants. Now, I like Barkley maybe more than I do Singletary or Moss. But Barkley has been hurt the last couple of years. That's a concern. If you look at receiving core, I love me some Stephon Diggs. But Kenny Calladay at one time was a top 15 receiver in this league. But for the last few years, he has not been that guy. He's lost it. Injuries have hurt him. You don't know. Sterling Shepard may not be back next year. John Ross was a bust. Darius Slayton. We didn't hear much about Darius Slayton this past year. Richard did draft Tony. Tony did show some flashes. He was hurt, but he did show a little bit of flashes. But you got to rely on Kenny Kalde being, being healthy for full 16 or 17 games. You got to rely on that. Don't see it happening. Tony. Again, Tony had flashes. But can you rely on him to be healthy for full 16 or 17 games? I'm not even sure about that. And tight end, in, Ingram. Ingram could probably be gone by next year. Kyle Rudolph, he could be gone by next year. And to me, Dawson Knox played better than those two combined this past year. And Knox missed a couple of games because of a broken hand, right? The thing is, yes, they hired to help out Daniel Jones. But Daniel Jones is not Josh Allen. And I've said that. The problem is, the talent is not there. Maybe your two best players on offense Barkley and Colliday have proved to be injured prone. I think it's a good hiring, but my problem is my boy Brian is going to be in for a roll of hurt. Because I'll be honest with you, the Cowboys, I still believe, are going to win the division. The Eagles played well this past season. Washington, to me, if Washington gets a quarterback, and bumps up that day, going and that defense can find itself, can find itself once again. To me, the Giants are still going to be, are going to still finish. I think they still. I believe the Giants will finish probably last in that division. I really believe that. I think the hiring is great, but the problem is there's a lot of work to do. Now defensively, the Giants are not that bad. You can tweak it here, tweak it there. It's not that bad. Can you still? It's a little bit of work. But the offense is the biggest problem. And what do you do? You go get the you go you go ahead and get the offensive coordinator that made Josh Allen the star in this league. But Dan Jones is not Josh Allen. But then again, where do you get that? Is there a guy? Is there a guy that you can bring in in the draft? and be that guy, I'm not so sure. Offensive linemen, there's some offense now. There are some offensive linemen in this year's draft that you could certainly bring in and draft and plug in. You might get something. Now, Thomas, as the year went on, their, their first-round draft this past year, struggled a little bit, but he got better as the year went on. You bring in another offensive lineman. Well, hey, maybe you got two bookends. You got a left tackle. You got a right tackle. Here's your bookends. Maybe you can get Barkley to stay healthy for a full season. Maybe you can do your best to get Colley healthy for a full season. The biggest thing is is the offense. I still think the offense is still going to struggle. I don't think Daniel Jones is the answer. Well, what do you do? Are you going to try to make some blockbuster deal? I don't think that's what they're going to do. Maybe if we look back at this away, it's not bad hiring for the, for the Giants. But I will say this. It might not have been a great move for Brian. I still think maybe if he could have held out could have got a better job I really believe that heck I think he could have gone to maybe the Vikings and have much more to work with than he did with the Giants that's not for you to say is it but I do wish not all the best in the world in New York and everybody knows New York New York is a hard hard place to play And in New York, they're clamoring for a winner, right? The Jets haven't done much. The Giants haven't done much. That's why people wait around. The Knicks, Now I think the Knicks said New York Knicks has been respectable this year. That's probably why they wait for the New York Yankees. That's not the right baseball season, the New York Yankees. There will come a day, and there's going to come a time. They say what goes around always comes around. There's going to come a day where the Jets will be respectable again. Maybe there'll be a day when the Giants become respectable. But for right now, for the Giants fans, I don't have a problem with hiring, but the problem is there's a lot of work to be done. You've got to get that offense going. You might have maybe a player, maybe a couple of players, maybe they can stay healthy. But to be honest with you, you don't have much else behind that, though. That's the problem. I wish y'all the best in the world there is a problem we're talking about staying in the NFC and the Minnesota Vikings have it There sells a new general manager who was part of the Cleveland Browns revival last year and now the buzz is coming out of Minnesota here at least as of to today they have a very they have an interest in one Jim Harbaugh now the new Minnesota general manager he knew, he knew Jim from his days with the San Francisco 49ers as kind of in passing, but he knows him. He has a lot of respect for Jim Harbaugh, so now they have reached out to Jim to see the interested in the Minnesota job. Now, Jim Harbaugh seems to be, at least reports I have heard, that he seems to be someone interested in the job. Interesting. I gotta say this. I mean, let's be honest with you. If, like I said in in, uh, one of my previous, we talked about the Chicago Bears, and we talked about if Green Bay, let's say for the sake of argument, if there is no Aaron Rodgers, no Devontae Adams, well, things get interesting. The one team that could capitalize on it would be the Minnesota Vikings. If you think about it, I know the buzz. I, I've heard the, the speculation, the rumors going around that there could be a, a Baker Mayfield trade for Kirk Cousins or something like that. I've heard, I've heard that rumor. But I'll be interested. if Harbaugh let us say for the sake of argument—Harbaugh goes in, would Harbaugh want Kirk Cousins or would he want Baker Mayfield? I think, a part of you, I think Harbaugh would probably want Kirk Cousins. He'd probably want the veteran. Well, let's be honest with you. As much as Kirk Cousins gets bashed, take a look at Kirk's numbers this past year. He had a good year. Make no mistake about it. It was way better than Baker Mayfield's numbers. Now, I know Baker was injured from the second game of the regular season until... The end of the season, of course. I believe he's already had surgery, already. But you think about it. Let's say you still bring Kirk Cousins back. You got Dalvin Cook. There's still Adam Thielen. There's Justin Jefferson. I believe Er Smith will be back next season. The offensive line is not that bad. I mean, Harvard will have something to work with on offense. Make no mistake about it. Now the defense has taken its. Lickings, I should say, in the last couple of years. But that's still. But you. Yeah, but to me, Minnesota has some players on, on the on the defensive ball, Not that bad. But it comes very interesting. Harbaugh, Minnesota Vikings coach, that could be interesting. Not saying it's not bad fit for them It's not bad. I know Harbaugh's name has come up with in the Raiders position. Now the latest buzz with the Raiders is. Have you heard that Josh McDaniel could be a possibility for for them? Now, Josh McDaniel working with Derek Carr, that's not bad. I can see that. That wouldn't be a bad fit. Josh McDaniel's working with Derek Carr. But back to Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota, I mean, to me, Minnesota, maybe if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back. If Devontae Adams doesn't come back, today Minnesota has the best chance to win that division. I mean, Mike is not a bad coach. I'm sure by all surprise, Mike Zimmerman hasn't come up as a possible defensive coordinator somewhere. Because that was Mike Zimmerman's forte for many, many years before he got the head coaching gig. But you got to think about it. Hard I mean Harbaugh has would have an offense to work with. He would just have to tweak the defense. Have to get the defense looking better. Now you got to remember, Chakra Harbaugh thing has one. What has one of the top winning percentages, like fourth, fifth, or sixth, something like that, winning percentage in all the NFL in the history of the, in this league. I could certainly see Harbaugh coming back in. And In yeah, the NFC North, that'd be his alley. He could be in on Detroit. He could be on his old Chicago Bears. If there's no Rodgers, Devontae Adams, he could probably beat the Green Bay Backers. Harbaugh could be in the right situation, right place, right time. And he could be a guy that could put Minnesota certainly in the playoffs. And I'm sure there's a lot of I'm sure there's a lot of coaches in the league that might Maybe they deserve a, maybe there's better a chance better than Jim Marble. There's probably so. I'm sure that name Eric Benning will come up. Again, there's a lot of head coaches in this league. There's a lot of offensive, defensive coordinators, special teams coaches. One shot, shot at this job. And I'm, But the problem is, this is the one time around where the, the general manager knows the guy. And in life, sometimes it's always good sometimes to know somebody from somewhere. Because trust me, when I was sitting on the boat for eight months, I happened to know somebody that worked for the current company that I'm working for, knew me, knew my track record, helped get me in the door. And sometimes it all sometimes it does depend on who you know. Unfortunately, that's kind of the way sometimes life is. But sometimes it does depend on who you know. It depends if you treat the person right or you treat it wrong. But if you treat them right, you'll get it. You will get it. that respect. You'll get it. when the time comes up and you need something. You'll get it. Now, say Jim Harbaugh needs the Minnesota Vikings. Maybe in this situation, the Minnesota Vikings need Jim Harbaugh. Now, since we're coming to the tail end, tail end of the uh, podcast, we will do. I will do my best to give you my predictions. Uh, I guess we'll start. We'll start with the AFC. Of course, I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan. Now, the last time these two played, I'll admit the Bengals played. The Bengals didn't beat them. The Bengals hung with them. The Bengals defense has been better has played better, certainly, this year than it has the last couple of years, without a doubt. But my concern, a lot of people, a lot, some people pick in the Kansas City Chiefs, and they should, rightfully so. Some people, actually, the Bengals can pull it off. Love to see it. But as I said earlier, my heart wants the Bengals to win, but the head is telling me something different. Again, this to me, this is a point where experience comes in. Now Joe Burrow has played in a lot of big games, SEC championship games. He's won a national championship. He's won two playoff games for the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, excuse me, he has won. No, he has won two playoff games for the Cincinnati Bengals. Now Joe has played well thus far in a high-pressure situation. Now it now we're getting higher. A lot of people feel that maybe Burrow and Chase cannot be stopped by Kansas City. Kansas defense has had its moments where it has not played the best ball. Kansas Chiefs defense has been suspect this year, but to me, the Cincinnati Bengals defense has been suspect this year as well. It could get it could get to a point where, where we're playing the we're playing a remake of the Bills and Chiefs all over again. I've got a feeling that's the way it's coming going to turn out to be. And if it gets down to a close game, McPherson has played well this year, you've got Harrison Buckner. Well, you got two pretty solid kickers. So it, to me, it's going to be a tight game. I think Mahomes has a good game. I think Brodo's fine. It's going to be a tight game, close game. But here's where, the, here's where it's all going to come down to is this. I think is it's going to be a special teams affair. And I think this is the game where a guy like Hardeman steps up, returns a punt, or a kick for a touchdown. That's going to be the difference. I still think Kansas City will win. I think it's going to be a special teams play. I think Chiefs win by about maybe three or four points. The Chiefs will go into a third straight Super Bowl. Now, the 49ers and the Rams, third time played this season now. People are speculating that. Shanahan is McFay's head. Shanahan's got his number. The 49ers running game has been solid all season long. The Rams do have a pretty decent defense. The biggest thing with the Rams right now its not the running game, it's how much can you trust Jimmy G. Jimmy G is banged up. Jimmy G is dinged up. Can he get the ball? Now you've got Jalen Ramsey. My guess is Ramsey's is gonna cover Dabo, or he's gonna cover George Kittle. One of the two. Now I'm sure Dabo's gonna run on the backfield, and I'm sure he's gonna run the ball. At some point, who knows how many carries he'll get. But we'll see. The Rams and the forty nineers defense has been playing well. It played well against the Green Bay Packers. Now, to me, yes, he can step up, and he can play the Rams that well, without a doubt. Matthew Stratford, for the first time in his career, is in a situation where he's never been before. He's in a N- an NFC championship game. The pressure is on him. Now, the offensive line is you know He has a decent offensive line. Now, Akers is back. you got Sean Michelle. Now, Akers and Michelle have, have had their moments where they've played well. Akers, you got to remember, just came back from tearing the ACL. But Cooper Cup has been a beast. He has been unstoppable. I don't see the 49 stopping Cooper Cup. Quietly, a lot of people don't talk about what Odell Beckham has done for the Rams. He has done, he has played well for them. Quietly. Both defense and defense. It's going to come down to a very interesting game. Can. The 49ers continue to run the ball on the Rams. Yeah, I believe they probably still will. And can Matthew Stratford step up? Because the last time he tried to step up, he failed. I like Matthew Stratford. I like to see Matthew get to a Super Bowl. I love to see, you know, I love to see, can you see Stratford versus maybe Patrick Mahomes? But the 49ers have had the Rams number. And every time it's my bets against the 49ers, it always ends up being that the 49ers finds a way to win the game. Ladies and gentlemen, as much as I want to pick the Rams, as badly as I want to, I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers. I think the defense stops the Rams. I think they run the ball down their throats. I think it's going to be the 49ers. Still a close game. I think they get him by a field goal. I think it'll be a late field goal by the 49ers, like it was again with the Green Bay Packers game. They win. It'll be the Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl. Ironic as it was. That happened a few years ago, and the Chiefs won. But that's my prediction. Chiefs, 49ers. That's all for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Uh Stay well, and I'll see you next time.